back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of oh, wine. You know, and this week we are talking budgeting 101. Finally. Finally. <laughs> how to organize your life with financial coach Elena Fingal. We needed an expert, we need, you guys. We've been talking about this for two solid years because we've had requests from the jump yeah, to do this. Yeah. And, and we're we've like, been avoiding it because yeah. we personally are scared of budgeting. Yes. We're scared of it. But yeah. we're going to talk to Elena about how budgeting does not have to be scary. No, it does not. How to organize your life and why organization equals financial success. <sighs> I really need to remember we need, that. We, we need her. I need her. I need her for sure. And remember, you guys, you guys can write in an episode suggestion at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. And we are bringing back random advice. So if you have something going on in your personal life, your professional life, you just need, you need you, you need, need the girlies. Yeah, you you need, need the girlies to set you straight. Yes. You can email us at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. We will keep it anonymous. Always anonymous. Always anonymous. And we'll give you our advice. Yeah. But the our end, our wrap up for this week is Citizens Arrest. Citizens Arrest. We're gonna be arresting fave. somebody or something. Yes. We will. Or some things as us. Or some things as us. But first, Nat, let's get into the wine. For the budgeting oh, episode. Yes. What are we drinking? All right, we're drinking TWR. Mm. It says Tehuara. That's literally what it says. What? T- is, am oh, I wrong? Yeah. Tehuara. But it says TWR. Okay. So I don't know what that is. It's a Marlboro. I thought those are cigarettes. No, 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 no. I think it's a Toro and it's from Marlboro because isn't that in New Zealand? You know what? I have no idea. Are you? You know what? I might be wrong. That's, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Am I? Oh, right? it's a blend of a Riesling, a Pinot Gris, and a Gewurztraminer. Oh, a Gewurztraminer? Are you serious? Yeah. You, oh, oh. Okay. This this might be good. This might be good. I might like this. Okay, because we were just saying, you guys, we are we're sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up. We can't. I mean. In theory, us drinking wine every episode, it's like, it's fun. It's digestible. It's even yeah. your girlfriend. Right. And now we're at the point where, you know, it's Tuesday. Yeah. You know? Right. And right. we're hot. We're hot. It's the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day. You can't, like, enjoy. You can't, like, just chug it and be like, woo. It's like, starting to feel like work. It's <laughs> starting to feel a little. So, you know, let us know. Would you be mad if we, I don't know, drank a kombucha? I know. I would just love, like, a, a Gatorade I see, I <laughs> or something. You guys, we're out here dying for you. I know. I know. They don't even know how hot we usually are. Okay. Well, let's let's cheers. Right, okay, cheers. we're gonna have a good attitude. Yes, about this we are. Moment. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll circle back. We, we always we do. always <laughs> do. We are not until we don't. <laughs> until we no longer do it. All right, Corinne. Why why did we choose this topic? Yeah. Well, I mean, since we started this podcast, we have had countless truly. 
request to do a budgeting episode. And like, honestly, since its inception, I always envisioned us doing a budgeting episode. But, you know, it's not our forte. Mm -mm. We are living in sheer terror of the even concept of budgeting. Yeah, yeah. So we were just kind of waiting for the right expert for this. And we have officially got her. Not only does she work on money and budgeting, but she also is a big proponent of like time management and organization and every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. She's also a really big fan of the written planner, which I'm very curious about. I know. I'm curious. I'm very curious. So let's intro Elena before we bring her on. Yes. So Elena, she's an accountant, a certified financial coach, an author, and a content creator. Wow. Wears a lot of hats. What doesn't she do? She helps busy people who struggle with budgeting and time management use a paper planner to get organized. She shares her easy approach to productivity and finances through her YouTube channel and has amassed over 100,000 subscribers. Go off. And six milli views. Geez, she is really helping a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Her work has been featured in Yahoo Finance, The New York Weekly, The Huffington Post, and recently named one of LA Wire's 40 Under 40. Oh my God, how fun. Good for her. She lives in New Orleans with her husband, Tori, and their two daughters, Tori Michelle and Alyssa Jade. Ooh, what nice names. Those are such great names. Okay, let's bring on Elena. Hello, Elena. Hey, Elena. Hi. We are so excited to have you on. We were saying before this, we are terrible, terrible at budgeting and being organized in the way that you're organized. Because I think it's such a unique way. It's not just, you know, yes, of course, it's like having your pantry super clean, but you are like organizing your livelihood. I mean, I'm looking behind you right now, and there's like po- there's like color coded post its. I'm like, you've got to have a lot of Capricorn in your chart. There's got to be. Yeah, very. <laughs> I'm a Cancer. <laughs> oh, well, happy recent birthday! Thank you. It was last week. I appreciate it. Oh, how fun! Well, I was curious since you are the organizational queen, budgeting queen. Was there ever a time that you weren't? organize with your life and your budget or have you always kind of been of this flavor? (laughs) So I have had ups and downs my entire life. My mom has always been a super, super organized person. So she's always pushed me and my brother to be organized. However, as a child, I always rebelled against, you know, good advice just because I can't listen to my mom. Right. So (laughs) I rebelled and I was like, oh no, I'm still, it's organized chaos and I still have it together. But what happened was, is as I got older, I started to lose things. I, you know, in different transitions in life, like once I went from high school to college, it was a big change for me. And I couldn't just figure out my homework. I had to write it down. I couldn't just try and kind of figure out life. And so that was my first time when I realized I really needed a planner. So I started really trying to get organized and budgeting and all of those things in college. Um, However, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so it didn't last long. And then as I got older and once I got married and had my first baby, my first baby was like my 
wow moment. You're responsible for another life. You got to get it together, girl. Like, yeah. Get your life together. And so that's when I really went on this journey. And I saw that everybody was organizing all of these spaces. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I want my house to be organized, but I really need to organize my mind. I need to get a hold on all of these random thoughts and ideas and all of these crazy things that's going on in my mind so that I could budget better and save and get on a better pattern with spending my money. So that's how I got started was when I had my baby. It really forced me. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. A, that's a pretty good wake up call. You're like, <laughs> okay, you know, I'm not I can't play around anymore. And I love what you do is is that you organize your life and your budget. And you create these systems that you can keep up with every month. And you can see, look at your progress and see where you're going and, and set goals, which are all things we need to do, we Natalie. Need to do. We need to do. I know. I know. My question is, how does not only organization but also routine play a role in your money management in particular? Yeah. So one thing that I realized is when I first started the organized money, it was just about budgeting. It was just going to be money focused. And I was doing well for like the first six months. And then I would get on the one on one calls. And I even experienced it in my own life where I would create this beautiful budget and I would create it on a Sunday. And then if I woke up late on a Monday or if I was rushing or if anything else happened with my life, my time, that it would throw off my budget. So I would plan a budget and then I would forget my lunch at home or and then now I got to buy lunch or I didn't have an umbrella. So now I need to buy this and I have to buy that. And I ended up impulse shopping because I didn't have structure with my time and my life. And what I realized is that when your life is unorganized, you can't get anything else organized. So money and time really do play hand in hand. And once I started to work on organizing my schedule and I started to plan better and I started to really pay attention to how I was going to organize my life, it became so much easier to budget and save. Like budgeting and saving became like, oh, this is really easy because I started to plan the routine and the day and I knew this is my Friday routine of what I'm going to do with my money. And once I set that time and set the intention of what I was going to do, it became easier to do it. So I revamped the entire um, platform for my business and made it about life and money because I realized how much they were tied together. Like you have to be able to organize them both. Yeah. Yeah. You literal definition of time is money. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Well, yes. you, you just used that B word, which is budgeting, which Natalie and I are terrified of. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, get overwhelmed by that word. But we were just saying, do you think people are overwhelmed by the concept of budgeting because they actually don't have their lives in order first? Or why do you think we're so intimidated to even try even to budget? Start. I think it's because of what the word represents. I believe that we have always looked at it as a negative word, right? We yeah. associate budgeting with restriction, with depriving ourselves. It's almost like dieting, right? We're, we think of it along the lines of, man, I can't do this. And so I have to limit myself and restrict myself so I can save and make more money. But really, Think of it as reframing your mind as a spending 
thing that you can do. Like this shows me when I create this spending plan, this shows me how much money I can spend. It shows me where I can go shopping. It shows me how I can travel and how I can save. It shows me how I'm going to live the life that I want. It doesn't have to be a restrictive thing because if you think about it, you really deep dive into it. When you create a budget and you're able to stick to it, it's going to open up your life to be able to do so many more things that you want to do. You achieve your goals because you have this spending plan. So I think it's just the way that we look at it and reframing our mind and our mindset of what it can do for us. Instead of thinking of the restrictive side of what you can't spend, think of how it's going to open it up to, well, after I pay my bills, now I have all of this extra money to spend. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a reframe. We have to reframe how yeah. we think about it. Because you're right. When I think of budgeting, I think of restriction. I, I think of all the things I won't be able to do because I'll be on a budget. But it's you're right. Like if you really understand your money, it can work for you and you can build goals and then you can start attaining things that you actually truly want. And also like it's a lesson in prioritizing like what actually is going to make you happy and fulfilled and what's worth your money and your time. Right. Right. Because then you can plan out what you actually want to do. Like when I say sometimes I'll put more money into food because I know we're going to go out. It's my birthday, right? I know I want to spend more money for my birthday. So I'm going to set aside money for that goal. If I have to pay all these bills and I'm not on a budget, then I might not be able to set aside that money because I don't have a budget. But if I do, then I'm able to open myself up and do more with my money. Yeah. So it's kind of just like a giant misconception that we've all convinced ourselves of. <laughs> and I think it's the exact same way that we have, we've done it in so many areas, right? If you think about how you've done it with uh, the diet culture of fad dieting, and yes, you might be able to be restrictive with your food for a moment of time, but all of us crash and burn on those types of diets, right? You lose a bunch of weight, but then you gain it all back. And it's the same way when you do restrictive budgeting. When we restrictive budget, we save a bunch of money, but then we go impulse and shopping because it just triggers us one day. We're like, I'm not living life or I'm not eating. I'm not. And then you binge and you end up spending a bunch of money that you didn't want to spend. But if we take our time and we look at it another way and we stop looking at it as a restriction and start thinking about how we can open ourselves up to opportunity, then we become able to open ourselves up to seeing how we can spend more money through the budget that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do we, how do we go about setting up a budget and then how do we adhere to said budget? <laughs> yeah. Very simple question. <laughs> how do we, how, how do, do we, we do, do all of it? <laughs> if you are starting off, this is your very first time starting a budget. The first thing you want to write down is how much you make. How much money do you have coming in? Then I want you to write down all your bills. This is probably the easy part. I feel like everyone does this part. We write down our income, we write down our bills, and then we see how much we have left over. Now, once you have that ending number in your income, after you subtract all of your bills, now you have a number of how much you have to spend. So now we can divide it up into categories. Usually it's food, entertainment, and shopping. That's where the majority of us will spend 
our money. Now, if you might have kids or extracurriculars, but you want to write down those categories. Where else do you need to spend your money? You might need to buy gas, all of that. Write those things down. And then the money that you have left over, you want to divide it up into those categories. The top question that I get is how do you know how much to put into each category? Right. The best way to figure it out is to look at your bank statement. How much are you currently spending on food? How much are you currently spending in shopping and on Amazon? What are you currently doing? You don't want to guess or try and estimate this number because you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that. You want to look at your past behavior. How much have you currently spent? Because if you're currently eating out every single day and you spend $500 on eating out and then you say, oh, but I'm going to set a budget of $200, that's, that's not realistic. You're setting yourself up for failure. So what you want to do is say, okay, I am currently spending 500, but I feel like that might be too much. I'm going to bring it down to 450 this month and see how I do with that and try and stick along that side. Now, my, I usually will suggest to take that money out in cash. If you can leave your bill money in account, take your money out in cash, put it in the envelopes of the different categories that you talked about and spend that cash so that you don't go over budget. But if you just feel like I need to use my debit card, then try and separate it, a bill account and a spending account, but you don't want those two accounts mixed up because we end up spending bill money when we do that. And just using your debit card until you get paid again, repeat, rinse and repeat every single time. You want to just repeat that process of setting up your payday budget and doing that over and over again. And then after a while, you'll be able to save, you'll be able to spend the money the way that you have set aside, and you'll start to get accustomed to budgeting on that, on that level, and it will help you to start to make progress. Yeah. I mean, it really, yeah, again, just like dieting, dieting doesn't work. It's a lifestyle change, right? You have to just make that lifestyle change. And that's similar to what you're saying. It's like, okay, make it small. So it's like attainable and you can actually like keep up with it. So going from 500 to 450 and then it's just a life. We're just changing how we're living and it's not as intense and scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, so for me, I think about as a business owner and, you know, I, I run my own business, how, what are some tips you might have for expense tracking that isn't very time consuming? Mm -hmm. So if you don't like writing things down paper, I get it because, um, I know I have a lot of clients who don't like to track that way. One thing that has come out that a lot of banks are doing that I absolutely love is they categorize for you. So if you are with Chase, if you're with Capital One, I think Wells Fargo is starting to do it now as well. They categorize your transactions for you. So as soon as you log in, you're able to see where your money is going. And I just advise that you check their bank account every single morning. Make it a part of your morning routine. Many times when we're thinking about our morning routine, we are usually thinking about self-care things that we love to do, right? I love to wake up and get my coffee and I'm going to do a light workout, might do some yoga and some meditation. And all of that is wonderful. We definitely want to do that. But also add in some things that you may not find the most pleasurable, but your future self will thank you. So it's still self-care. 
looking at my money for 10 minutes in the morning where I just check my bank account, see how much I have, compare it to my budget, and then just make sure I'm not going over is a part of my morning routine because it's a part of my self-care. It is taking care of my future self so that I'm not stressed out over money. And I love it. And so it will make you um, love the process a little bit more, especially if you set it aside, light a candle, have your favorite beverage, mm. make it a thing to where you're doing a money date. I will just spend some time and spend a little moment with my money so that I feel more prepared for what's coming up next in my life. Yeah, prepared and also more comfortable because I feel like it's so, I mean, I'm still in this space where it's so uncomfortable. Like I hate, I'm like, All right, I'm going to look at it, you know, but if you look at it every day, you start to get more comfortable with it. And then you're able to do the budgeting. It's not and a keep huge event look, when you right, have to sit down. Right. It's not like, okay, here we go. I'm going to open it. You know, one thing that you do not, that uh, you inspired me to do is that you said you like listen to music when you're going through your finances so it's yeah. not like and just trying to make it more of a light-hearted thing than this you know like you're saying like this intense thing that you sit down and it's very stern where it's like like you're saying light a candle play music make it fun have a little drink I don't know whatever you need <laughs> and if you're like if you have a spouse or someone that you are budgeting with um, me and my husband will make a money date where we keep it light because, you know, finances can be a very intense situation, a very intense conversation if we make it that way. But what we'll do is we'll keep it light. Like I talk about my dreams and the different things that I want to achieve with our finances, like our financial plan. He talked about some of the things that he wants to do individually, like go back to school and things that he has on his list. And then we talk about things that we want to do as a family, upcoming travel, like don't make it all serious, just paying bills conversation because <laughs> that makes you shut down so quick like who wants to talk about that but if I'm talking about my dreams and the traveling that we want to do and the different things that we want to purchase throughout our life and when we want to retire and things like that it becomes easier to have those types of conversations yeah. yeah. One thing that's tough for, I think, me and Natalie, because like, you know, I'm a multi-hyphenate, I'm a freelancer, like I don't have like a salary yes. that I have every year that it's, it makes it a lot easier to budget when you kind of can anticipate how much money you're going to make. What would your tips be for like entrepreneurs or, or even like freelancers on how they can still kind of adhere to a budget, even if their income isn't as consistent. This is my main block. So I'm very curious about this. <laughs> yes. So I am the same way. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, which means I do not know how much I'm going to make at the start of any month. So one of the things that um, I will always recommend to entrepreneurs is first that you know that bare minimum number that you need to cover your bills. So this is your core number, right? This is the bare minimum that you have to cover for the month. And the goal is over time is to save that number because the ultimate goal is to get one month ahead of yourself so that you aren't budgeting this month with this month. You're budgeting this month with last month's money. And I have an entire video on my YouTube channel on how to get one month ahead that talks you through the baby steps of how to do that. Because I know every time I say get one month ahead, I can hear my audience is <laughs> like, what? One month, girl, I can't, you know, but 
it's a three-step process of the way that I like saved in order to do that. And I do have it on my YouTube channel. I'll send you guys the link in case anyone we'll wants to We'll link everything we're doing in our show notes yeah. to our listeners so they yeah. can find it. And so you can find that video. But in that video, I talked about um, three things that I did. And one of the things that I did was to try and make sure that when you have those extra weeks, because you have three months out of the year where you have five-week months. And so what I would normally do is on those higher up months where I just, we killed it this month. <laughs> I just made way more than I thought I was going to make. What I did is I tried to save as much as possible or save half of the amount that I need on a monthly basis or save a quarter of the amount that I need on a monthly basis and put it in a savings account. But it's a certain saving strategy when you don't know how much you're going to make. It's always going to be a saving strategy so that you can get ahead of yourself and you're not depending on making a certain income number in order to pay your bills. So, and with all entrepreneurs, I always recommend that you save, you know, your emergency fund is not the average three to six months like everyone else usually recommends. It's always more you want to get, get that nine to 12 months in the bank account. But before that, before you can get to that spot, you want to try and get at least one month ahead so that you're paying this month with last month. And then when you don't make the number that you think you're going to make, you still have it. You still have money in your savings account and you can still cover everything, including your food, shopping and entertainment. You want to be able to cover it all. Yeah. So not just the bills, not, not just, just the, the bills, bills, all of it, all of it. So you were referencing your YouTube videos and you, you put out a lot of content and we were looking through it and we noticed that you write everything down, like physically write. Is there a reason for that over digital? I just made Natalie. She made me stop writing my stuff down. I know. I tried to feel really bad. I was like, you've got to get on Google Calendar, girl. So, okay. I, I feel like a part of this is personal preference and a part of it is statistics. So I have to put that out there. But you are more likely to complete something that you write down. You're, I think you want to say you're like 40% more likely to complete it if you write it down. Wow. A couple of reasons why I like to write things down. The first is to minimize distractions. I am constantly distracted when it comes to tech devices, my phone, anything. So all of those notifications and things, I don't really prefer them. I really do like to write things down because of the, the space where I am when I'm writing it down. Like I said, I'm lighting a candle. I am making it a part of my self-care and having this one spot, it, I call it my one book is my life book because my entire life is in this one planner. I'm like, it's all divided up, but it is my life because any area that I need to organize or think through, normally when you're thinking something through and you're trying to organize your thoughts, you're going to take out a sheet of paper. Very rarely do people like type up a document when they're trying to process and think through or mind, like we mind map, we create to do lists, we write things down, we jot it down on the sticky note, we will put it, pull out a sheet of paper or write it on the back of an envelope. And the reason we do those things is because writing has a way of connecting to our brain differently than digital. So you can, I always, I still use the locale. 
I'm not going to say that I don't. I still use Google Cal. I still will have documents in, you know, all written up and all within my computer. I still use all of that Google Drive. But when I am my main source of planning or I'm really trying to process what's going on in my mind, I use paper because paper helps me to process a little bit better. Yeah. And you use it for budgeting, but then also your calendar, right? Like everything, like, yeah, I've seen your wife. You have to go on her, on her Instagram and like, it's it's, so impressive. And it's also very soothing to watch you write. And like, it's very, (laughs) there's something of like ASMR about it. Yes. Yeah. I have every section. So it's, it's my schedule. It's my faith section, my business, my budget, my church, like everything in this one book. And I promise you it has changed my life. The basis of my company. I love it. No, it's so wonderful. And we need to probably get on it for sure. (laughs) So in terms of like setting monthly goals for ourselves, how do you organize and prioritize your life to achieve these types of goals that we're setting? So the very first thing with any goal that you have, want to make sure that it is super realistic and you break it down to a daily goal. So no matter what that annual goal is, no matter what that big overarching picture, how can we break it all the way down to what you can do today? There is a quote out there, I'm not sure who who said it, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but it says that we usually overestimate what we can do in a day but we underestimate what we can do in a year and what we can do in that amount of time. And it's because we set really big goals at the beginning of the year and then we usually wait and then they taper out around March because you feel like, oh, I got so much time. I got the year. I got this. I got, you know, I'm going to do it in June. I'm going to do it in July. I'm going to start at this point in time. And then it's so much time has passed. We're like, oh man, I never got to it. I'm going to set it again for this year. Now I'm going to do it again this year. But we will usually, when we think about our day, we write a 20 page list of all the things we want to do today. And so we will usually like mismanage our time based on what we think we possibly can do in a certain time frame. So the best thing to do is when you have that really big goal, let's say it's to write a book. I want to write a book this year. Writing a book is a very big goal. What can you do in a month? You might be able to write a chapter in a month. So my monthly goal would be to write a chapter. What can I do today? Today, I can think of some titles. I could brainstorm what my outline is going to be for this book. And that's what I'm going to do today. And if you do that every single day, when you wake up, you think about one thing that you can do and you work on that one thing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, not a whole bunch of time because, you know, you may not have three hours to work on your book, but you may be able to set aside 30 minutes, add it to your calendar, add it to your schedule, set aside 30 minutes from 12 to 1230. I'm going to work on my outline for my book. And that's what I do. And when you put that into your routine where every single day you're looking at your goals and you're thinking about the one thing that you can do for a short period of time, that's going to help you to achieve that goal. You end up achieving more goals. Wow. I have a lot of reorganizing my life to do. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, luckily, you offer a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For what, what types of things do you offer? So our listeners, if they need help with budgeting or organization... <laughs> 
So the first stop is always my YouTube channel. And I am currently reorganizing all of my playlists on my YouTube channel to help you with whatever section you are currently trying to organize. So I currently talk about planning, productivity, money management, and business. So those are the four areas. And those are the four areas that you will see on my YouTube channel where you can dive into those specific videos. Once you get into those areas, then you will find different offers that are associated with that particular area. So for instance, with the business, I have the organized business, which is another cohort. It's a four week intensive that I do every other month. So the next one comes up in the month of um, September. And in that month, I work with about 20 women very close knit where I am helping them organize their business. And so we do group calls every single week. We will dive into the different things that they can do in different areas, like their content, how to organize your content. Because I, I know a lot of business owners, we know we're supposed to doing content, but it's like, how do I find time to do all of this stuff, right? How do I figure this stuff out? It's so much. And so finding time and scheduling and figuring out the different things that you need to do is what we do within that. And in each one of my sections, there's something like that. So I have the organized business and then the organized you, which is the organized you is a monthly membership where if you need accountability, you need help organizing your life and your money, then that is the membership it, where we just jump on every single week and we are talking about a variety of topics like procrastination, motivation, how to uh, move and actually get more things done. All of that is within that membership group. That's awesome. Sounds like we'll be signing up. (laughs) We definitely need that. Thank you so much for coming on and and making this concept of budgeting and organizing our lives way more approachable approachable and digestible. It was something that Natalie and I were really like, not you, but we were just dreading. We're like, oh, no, like this is just something we're not good at. We've had so many requests for like, we've had, yeah, the whole, since we started and we're like, we need, we have to find the expert. We're like, because we cannot do it. So we're so happy we've, we've had your time today. Yeah. So we're going to link to everything you're doing in our show notes for our listeners. um, If they want to connect with you and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Okay, Natalie, we've, we've got to start budgeting. I we know. told her we would. I know. We do. We really, I really do want to get in the habit of just looking at my bank account. Why every is it day. so scary? It's every, Why is it so scary? You well, know? it's because you're right. We, we do it once every blue moon, and so we have no gauge as to what's going on. Right. But if you're checking in daily, every there shouldn't day. be major surprises. Right. Right. If there isn't, there's fraud happening. Exactly. <laughs> which you would want to know immediately. Yeah. So we just have to get – we're going to get in the habit, in the routine, and we have our YouTube channel to help us. Yes. Thank God. Thank goodness. Well, we hope you guys learn more about budgeting, how to better organize your life, and why organization equals success. 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 <laughs> Oh, what's wrong with us? <laughs> we are unwell. Um, now let's get into the wine that we did not want to drink, but we did. But we wore this epi. All right. Again, te 
Huara? <laughs> what is that? It's T- it's T W R, but it does Tewara. Tewara? Huara. From who knows where? Marlboro? I thought those were cigarettes. Are those not cigarettes? They are, but it's also Is that a location? No, it's a 2020 Marlboro Toro. Toro. Wait, it says from New Zealand. Oh, you were right. Oh, yeah. Oh. It says it on the front. New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're not well. doing well, folks. We are not doing well. This is a wellness check. Wellness check. Okay, Somebody so call the police. One to our hottie of the week, which Natalie fought me on a little I bit. I didn't really fight you on it. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we try to match our hotties of the week with the episode. You know, we're trying to theme it. Yeah. So we looked up celebrities that budget. Yeah. And we found out that Ed Sheeran. Who? He, he budgets. Everyone loves. He gives him, loves Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He gives himself an allowance. So we thought he would be a good hottie of the week. He's yeah. unproblematic. We love him. He's a soundtrack to our love lives. Right, okay. Right, right, So one to Mr. To, Ed to Sheeran. Ed. It's just hard to rate, like, rating to Ed. No, it's not. He's sweet. He's musical. That's true. Okay, yes, yes. I'm picturing him playing his little Have acoustic guitar. Have you ever seen guitar. him in his baby photos? Have you ever seen his baby photo? Uh, yes, remember in the car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she showed everybody in the car. But then there's the baby that looks like him. You were like, this is him, him, and it's not him. No, no, it's not It's not him. There's it just looks a, exactly no, like But him. there's a baby on the internet that looks just like We'll Ed put Sheeran. him on the story. This one. <laughs> Literally, that is Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it looks it, exactly like it him. It is. Okay, so we'll post this on the story yeah. today. Okay, let um, me take another sippy here. Yeah, one to Ed Sheeran. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, this TWR. I like it. What do you want to give it? Eight? I'll give it a nine. <gasps> you know, I really, it's it's light. Mm-hmm. It's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. And I love Gversaminers and Rieslings. So I think it's just a nice. Okay. So one. this is an eight and a half out of Ed Sheeran. We'll link it in the show notes if you want to pick up a bottle. You didn't rate it. You just. I said I was giving it an eight. Oh, I thought you were asking me if I was giving it an eight. Oh, I was saying eight question mark because I thought we were aligned. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. Ah, uh, okay. I'm giving it an eight. You're giving it a nine. It's eight an eight point five out of Ed Sheeran. Yeah. We'll link it in the we'll show notes if you want to pick up a bottle. <laughs> All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And like we said at the top, this week it's Citizens, Citizens Arrest. We also had a listener write in and say that she loved the wrap-up game part. Oh, yeah. She was like, can you guys make that longer? I know. Well, well, Should we share two Citizens Arrests I don't today? have that many. Oh, I, you know I'm constantly thinking. I see – there's every day I'm like, Citizens Arrest on you, Citizens Arrest on that. You can do two. You should do two. All right. Blow through that list, but I have one. Okay. Prepped. Okay. I will do two. Okay. The first one I'm going to do is citizens arrest on people who leave their shopping carts in the parking spot. They, like they just Oh, and put you can't th- park there? Yes. They need to be arrested. They need to be arrested immediately. <laughs> okay. Immediately. I'm the person which I think is people like roll their eyes at, but I do return it to the front. Me too. I return oh, you it. do? Oh, yes. Okay. Because oh, Joe yes. one time was like, you know there's like 
that's like people's jobs to like go in the parking lot. I'm like, Joe, we live in Los Angeles. It is 100 degrees with the concrete pavement and you want someone going out to get your cart? It's like the people who say, why are you cleaning for the cleaning lady? Oh, Joe Because does she does not need to, cl- like, you have to organize for the yes. cleaning lady to be there. I know. Pick up your shit. But the worst are the people who leave the carts in the parking in, spot. At least put it to the side. At le- I mean, where where do you need to be that bad <laughs> that you can't just simply move the car out of the spot? That's a good one. Citizens arrest on them. That's a great citizens arrest. What about you? I just feel like they need to be arrested because it's getting out of hand. Okay. It used to be like, okay, this is just like a thing. This is a thing that's everywhere. And then now it's becoming more intense and more crazy. Uh-huh. And it's billboard lawyers. Yeah. Yes. Have you, I don't know if it's just a Los Angeles thing. Oh, that, no. Oh, it's everywhere? Oh, it's everywhere. Okay, well, the ones, the billboards I've been seeing for these lawyers, these accident lawyers, are so insane there's actually a TikTok on them that like had all these crazy ones in Los Angeles, but oh one God. looked like a movie, an action movie poster. Have you seen this one? No. Oh my God. There's flames. <laughs> there's the guy and his hair's blowing in the wind. And it's titled as if it is a movie that's coming out, but no. it's a billboard accident lawyer. Oh my God. They're really out here Selena getting Reno and Barnes. Injury. <laughs> My favorite one is I want. There's this one guy who's on the back of buses. Yes, and he looks I like an him. SNL skit. He looks like um, he looks like Fred Armisen yes. in a mustache. He looks like Fred Armisen wearing a little mustache, and it says "accidentes" on top of him. And I literally, I'm convinced it's a bit. I'm convinced it's a bit. <laughs> Exactly what you're talking about. Hold on. It has to, it cannot be real. That guy's not real. I'm almost 1000% positive I have him on one of my story highlights. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Because I think he's. We'll post him because he's, he's, he's not real. He's a comedy. It's a comedy sketch. It's a comedy sketch. Oh, there he is. (laughs) Yeah, I looked at And it says, I am utterly obsessed with this man. I am. Accidentes. Accidentes. 888-777-777. It's JJ Dominguez. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's my citizen's (gasps) arrest. Do you want to do a second one, Natalie? (laughs) Yes. Okay, my second one. Well, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to have to arrest people that do this. Okay. People who get married on holidays. That's really messed up. Come on. Like, I think people think it's like romantic or something to get married on New Year's. And I'm like, you're going to make everybody. And then you can't just enjoy the holiday. You have to send the happy anniversary. Yeah. Fourth of July. No. Yeah. No. That's fair. I know somebody who had to go to this year, had to go to a wedding on New Year's and they were pissed. Right. I would be They were like, damn it. Right. Or even Fourth of July. I'm like, I want nothing to do with the Fourth of July. But like. (laughs) I don't want to have to go to your wedding on the 4th of July. Right. It's like we all have like the weekend off. Right. Yeah. Just let us do our own thing. I feel you. It's a fair, it's a <sighs> fair citizen's arrest. You guys, if you have an episode idea and you would like us to do it. Let us know. You can email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com and rate and review our podcast if you love it because we love you. Yeah. And we'll read more on on the air because they're really fun. Yeah, we will. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.